award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. How many times have I said that? About a million. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're glad y'all are tuning in. Thanks for watching and listening. Uh... Another great show for you this week. Uh, I'm excited. I just got to visit a piece of property called Skinner Mountain, and today we're talking about it. Yeah, boots on the ground. We were out there just a couple days ago. It's yeah. awesome. So uh, it's it's uh, it's a cool piece of property. I'm excited to talk about it today, but I'm also excited about the folks that are in the room today to talk about it with us. Yes. Uh, we got Mr. Tim Churchill. He's the Chief of Federal Aid and Real Estate here at the agency, and Mr. Chris Simpson, Biodiversity Coordinator for Region 3. So glad you guys are here. Glad to be glad here. To be, yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, so thank you, uh, Chris. You've been on before, Tim. I think this is your first time on Wildcast. So, it is. It uh, is. It's going to be fun. We'll get to know you guys uh, as we go along here. But uh, Don, cool hat you're wearing there. Hey, thanks, thanks. You know, it takes a real man to wear pink, and uh, <laughs> it is that month. You know, the the uh, recognition of the. Uh, the uh, breast cancer awareness. Breast cancer yeah. awareness. Yeah. So in honor of that, we've got a, a pink logo uh, on a cap, and it it looks good. I have to admit, you know, it looks good. Yeah. So you know, uh, that money goes to casting for recovery here in uh, the Tennessee chapters, and it's a great program. Yeah. It really is. So it gets ladies out uh, casting, and uh, it's good therapy and and yep. things like that. So anyway, we're happy to have those twenty bucks at shop.gooutdoorstennessee.com. And then the one I'm wearing is also available uh, at the same location, shop.gooutdoorstennessee.com, and you can pick those up. All hats, I think most hats are 20 bucks. There might be one or two that's not, but uh, and a lot of other cool stuff. Though. We were just discussing how many, how much variety there is in the way of caps, especially. You yeah. know, there's a lot of lot of cool designs out there, so be sure and go online and look, and look them up. We'll try to keep featuring them as we uh, as we go. But, yeah, yours has got the nice pink logo and gray, yeah. gray hat, and uh, if you're listening, uh, and then mine's... Uh, kind of a different design with a khaki and a small logo so it's kind of neat go check them out little offset yeah, yeah in yeah. a good way and um so uh, we're trying to do this weekly is introduce and uh, highlight a radio station yeah, uh, what you got this, there this week we're shouting out to wuct that's power 94.1 news talk right there in cookville and it's only fitting because you know it's part of the stone ca- stonecom uh, uh, radio family and uh and it's close proximity to Skinner Mountain, the area that we got to visit and that we're going to be focusing on today, talking about. So, yeah. so uh, we appreciate uh, the Stonecom folks and uh, really appreciate uh, Power 94.1 News Talk. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, to Chris, you were saying earlier, well, how, how far away is that station, roughly? Because the crow flies? Oh, about 20 miles. <laughs> 20 miles. <laughs> yeah, 20 miles to our uh, feature story so, today. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fentress County, I guess, is where Skinner Mountain is located, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, so that's not too far and from And a little Cooper. bit of Overton, but mostly Fentress County. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump in and, and get to know these guys first. I want to start with Tim. Tim, this is your first chance to be on the show. We're glad you're here. Well, I mean, you're just me. right above us in the studio here, but uh, you know, we're we're glad you're joining us today. Tell us a little bit about what you do for the agency. It's a, you know, uh, the agency's made up with so many different divisions, and sure. people don't realize that real estate and federal aid and some of these things that, that yeah, we do they're seemingly unrelated, but <laughs> it, but they are related in that that we the agency needs somebody to manage um, federal grants as they come in 
they fund our, our management, they fund research, they fund a lot of things, including land acquisition. And then the land acquisition side uh, of the division is, is about managing our, our real estate portfolio. We own about 600,000 acres of, of land, and we manage with overlapping jurisdiction another million so wow. 1.6 million total wow. um, acres and when you have that much to look after there's a lot of boundary conflicts there's a lot of things that come up so i stay busy i bet yeah, yeah. i bet yeah and uh you know like you said we manage a lot more than we own right uh, uh, and, right. and you know, we lease properties and, and different things sometimes those leases go out so i guess our numbers fluctuate sometimes about what we manage you oh know, property. E- every year yeah every year i mean there, there are pieces of land that are um, part of the i mean the biggest is the cherokee national forest right we have overlapping uh, wildlife management jurisdiction on the cherokee and it's it's a huge bulk of what that acreage is um there's leased lands as well that we've talked about. Um, some lands we lease, we wind up buying, and mm-hmm. that's, but that was the case with Skinner. We, we bought Skinner Mountain after we'd leased it for a number of years, and, uh-huh. and, um, and we've added parts to it since then. Yeah, well, it's beautiful to go out there and check it out. Uh, you can get lost out there real quick. It's a big place. It's a big place, and uh, uh, those roads. And I was back to was like, I don't know where I am. I was glad we had me. Chris as our tour guide because you know he just, I mean, he can hop in the truck and go anywhere and and show us where uh, all the the finer points and uh, mm-hmm. and get us out of there without getting lost. So yeah, so that was great. Yeah. Well, uh, Tim, you're in real estate now. Talk talk about a little bit what you did before you before you got. There. There. You were a fish head, right? I was. I started as a fisheries biologist uh, in 1997, and uh, have moved around a bit, but wound up uh, working directly for our one of our former directors, Gary Myers, and and he's the one that kind of pulled me into the, the land acquisition uh-huh. game, so to speak, and that's what I've kind of done ever since. Yeah, that's uh, uh it was very important, I think, to Mr. Myers. Uh, you know, and it's still important to us today. You know, acquiring land and and providing opportunity, but that's cool. And yeah. then on the federal aid side, you know, that's a that's a side that uh, a lot of hunters and and, and anglers kind of have a little bit of a an understanding about. But there's a lot of money out there that, and you mentioned the federal. Uh, grants that come down and uh, tell us a little bit about how that works, Tim. Yeah, I mean the bulk of the grants that the agency operates off of are federal aid and in, in wildlife and sport fish restoration, and that amounts to about thirty million dollars a year, and that is derived from a federal excise tax on uh, fishing equipment, hunting equipment, boat fuel, that sort of thing, and and it allows us to do our work with uh, boating and fishing access. It allows us to. Um, uh, manage our wildlife populations, our elk herd, on and on and on, and um, and basically it's a it's a reimbursal program. It, we spend a certain amount of money, we get we get a, a bunch of it back from this program, and and uh, it we couldn't operate without it, frankly. And, and that amount of money is based on the number of hunters and anglers we have in the state, right? There's a formula that that tells us how much we're going to get apportioned each year from the uh, national. Uh-huh. Pot of money, yes, uh-huh. yeah, and that shows the importance of why it's uh, you know, why it's important to have uh, hunters and anglers and purchase the license and get outside, right? Yes, most of the most of the uh, states in this country rely very heavily on hunters and anglers uh, to generate that that the funds for them to operate, and it's it's that's why 
we uh, put them first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we appreciate the Tim and Tim show up there. Uh, t- uh, Tim White and Tim Churchill up there taking care of us and, and making sure that stuff uh, is ironed out and, and dotting the T's, crossing the I's, right? No. <laughs> hey, anytime anyway. you're dealing with governmental stuff, it gets complicated, doesn't oh it? Oh, my too? gosh, yes. Yes. I mean, especially when you're looking at different units of government, federal, local, state. Right, right. <laughs> Making them all be happy and work together. That's right. Yeah. That is correct. Well, you do a good job up there, and we appreciate you, and, and couldn't do it without you. Well, you thank know. you. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it's a little bit different than sampling fish and that sort of thing. That it is. But you're good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate well, that. Chris, Biodiversity Coordinator for Region 3, uh, tell folks a little bit about what you do. You've been on the show before, but uh, just kind of an overview, and then we'll get more into Skinner Mountain. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm out of the Crossville Office, Regional Biodiversity Coordinator. Deal with it just to make it simple. A lot of endangered species type uh, programs, uh, state wildlife action programs, a lot of research here. With in the last few years, we're doing a lot of bat work because of uh, emerging white nose syndrome disease. It affects bats across the U.S. and it's found here in Tennessee. Uh, do a lot of scientific collection, permit review, and so forth. And one of the things I've been involved in here in the last six years is uh, the Skinner Mountain Project. But just like Tim, I started out in fisheries okay. in 1990. And we also uh, live in Cookville, went to Tennessee Tech as well, just like Tim did. All right. So uh, go Eagles, right? That's right. Golden Eagles. Golden, Golden Eagles. Eagles. Wings up. That's right. Wings up. Wings up. Yeah. That's cool. Um, a lot of a lot of our biologists come out of that, uh, that department there at New Tennessee Tech. It's a good school. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of Golden Eagles, I didn't know you would go there, but one of the Golden Eagles we trapped years ago still has a transmitter on, and it actually migrated down through Skinner Mountain last year. Just an amazing coincidence. It's unbelievable, but we track it through satellite transmitters, and sure enough, it migrated through there last year. It's just amazing. Huh. That's awesome. So that's the the diversity of what you deal with, too. Absolutely. That's that's pretty neat. Um, Well, while we're there, the Skinner Mountain – Tell us a little bit about the biodiversity there and then some of the things that, that happen on that piece of property. All right. Well, it first started back with the State Wildlife Action Plan in 2005 when the Nature Conservancy ran this um, the data through their modeling program and determined that the species, endangered species there, is just extre- ranks extremely high. Uh, it, and it lit up on the map like a, a Christmas tree. With a, it shows the hot spots across the Tennessee. And uh, this portion of Fentress and Overton County definitely is a hot spot. Anywhere on the Cumberland Plateau with these large expanses, some of the largest expanses of a uh, mature hardwood forest in the nation occur on the Cumberland Plateau and with the topography the cliffs and the gorges and the waterfalls and the sheer rock faces and the caves and karst it just makes it a so and all the subterranean habitat just makes it an extreme biodiverse hot spot yeah I, we're, we're looking at a picture if you're watching the show there's a picture here of, of a mountaintop uh, this is Skinner Mountain that we're seeing here and uh, if you're watching the, the mountains to the left here right the, yeah, the hills and mountains here to the left that, that's part of Skinner yeah, Mountain Skinner but, Mountain and the, actually itself what it was named for is there on the just left of the center down on the left side of the East Fork of the Obie River there okay yeah so the Obie River runs through it right East uh, Fork of the Obie yes sir any other water run through there's that? several several smaller creeks in the, in the area and of course as far as access We've got several uh, main roads that go uh, through the property, and then we've got a state highway to the north and state highway to the south, so it provides great access for people wanting to use this wildlife management area. Yeah. Well, and it's open to to deer hunting, right? Uh, yes. All deer. kinds of big game, small game, trapping. I mean, it's... Absolutely. Deer hunting, turkey hunting, and actually it's in, uh, you're available to uh, uh, bear hunt there in the, in the fall now. Okay. 
Awesome. And, of course, it would provide great small game habitat. If you wanted to go squirrel hunting and not be covered up with other people, this would be the place to go. 20,000 acres on the Cumberland Plateau. You could, <laughs> you could get away from it up here now. Yeah, too, really. Man. Yeah. And, and the, before we get too much further away from this photo, uh, what we're seeing here is it's, it's, it's an area that's been cut. Explain what's going on here and talk about the habitat right. that we're looking at. Well, you can see it, it, it's a sea of natural, mature hardwood forest. And so... Like I said, it is a biodiverse hotspot, but to maintain some of that biodiversity, all animals can't survive in mature hardwood forests. So we want to provide some patches of openings, some patches of, of uh, wildlife openings. And here we're actually replanting some shortleaf pine that was native to this part of Finchers County back in the 1800s and early 1900s. That was their main source of income. That was the main industry in that part of Tennessee was, you know, uh, producing forest products and the main part of that was shortleaf pine and so we're trying to restore that habitat to keep it as biodiverse as it was 200 years ago and so we're, we're doing some interplanting of some shortleaf pine in that area there just on a small portion of it like i said the the wma is around 20,000 acres and we're only working on 200 acres so it's just a small 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 parcel of the total area mm-hmm. well um I know uh, Chris mentioned bats earlier, oh, yeah, yeah. In, uh, and that's it, a big part of his work. And uh, I know this, it, like you said, this uh, this is a, a great hot spot for, yes, it for is. bats. Isn't like it? I said, you know, down in the gorges, you have a more of a limestone layer. On the top is a sandstone cap. But down in the more soluble limestone layers, there's a tremendous amount of caves there. And so there are more Indiana bat hibernacular caves in Fentress County than in the other part of the Tennessee. And there, there are other... Uh, listed bat species that uh, inhabit this area of the county. And so we've done a lot of work with uh, surveying caves for bats and uh, surveying caves for white-nose syndrome, a devastating disease that has affected bats across the U.S. in the last 10 years. And so we missed net and we set out acoustic monitors for bats in the summertime. And it is a truly bat hotspot as well, like you say, Don. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. Um, Tim, tell us about the partners that made this this property happened. Uh, the, the new acquisition. Well, the new acquisition was eleven thousand seven hundred twenty-seven acres. <laughs> <laughs> to be exact, got the number. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. I yeah. Get them in there. Got to get every square inch in there. Yeah. Yeah. But talk about how this came about. The the new acquisition and the partners that we deal with and work with that are great. I mean, you know, we met them this past week too. That's right. Well, historically, we we leased this area or parts of it from the Nature Conservancy, and they've been a great partner to us for decades now and and uh and the conservation fund is another big partner and they sort of work together and tag team from time to time and they did on this project uh the tennessee division of forestry that's up in department of agriculture uh, they were big players because they helped us get a forest legacy grant to to acquire this latest part and um and it really does take uh, all hands on deck, sort of, to, to pull off one of these larger projects like eleven thousand acres. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it, the funding needs to be leveraged from various sources, and sometimes there's multiple grants that come into it, and and it, that's how it all kind of works. And we all sort of work towards common conservation goals and goals for public access. Well, I, I think about. The number of acres. I'm sure there's a lot of work going to go on, and then some projects and things. What's some? What's the future look like for Skinner Mountain? What's some of the projects that'll be happening there, and and studies and things? Well, studies. I mean, we're constantly surveying that area for 
all types of imperiled species, whether it's bats or birds or small mammals. Uh, there's a lot of even, even crayfish surveys going on and subterranean um, cave obligate surveys going on. But uh, we're continuing our shortleaf pine planting and still in the works and just trying to maintain the habitat and keep it as pristine. And it is, it is awesome. It's, it's like being in a true wilderness area. And, you're, you know, you're an hour from Knoxville, hour and a half from Nashville. It's just an amazing piece of property. I mean, once you get out over those gorges, it's so pristine. You're thinking like, wow, how many people have ever <laughs> set foot here? Am I the first? You know, it's just, uh, it's just a, a, a great area uh, of the state. Yeah. Hey, and you mentioned birds, Chris. Tell yes, us a little bit about what kind of species you might be able to go and look for. Well, in the spring, obviously, you'd have a lot of neotropical songbirds, um, prairie warbler and uh, vireos and chats and nuthatches and uh, different birds that migrate through there. I mean, there's a big, uh, obviously, a lot of raptors that inhabit that area. And then uh, and hopefully as some of the forest uh, plantings get a little bit bigger you attract a different suite of birds whether it may be red-headed woodpeckers or uh, whatnot and then you know in the grassland areas uh, you would have uh, maybe maybe even northern harriers feeding in that part of the state you know so it's uh it, it's a very valuable to a to a migratory bird isn't it I mean, absolutely to have a stopping off point or a place to absolutely i mean when you think about these these songbirds migrating from Canada all the way to Central America and South America. I mean, it's great for them, great, great to have a stopover point for them to rest and, and fuel up to continue their migration. And, and that's one of the goals for me is just provide pristine habitat that ensures almost like a, a refuge type place yeah. for, for migrating birds to, to rest along their flight north uh-huh. and south. Well, if you ever get a chance to, to visit, uh, if, you're, if you're listening and watching, you get a chance to go up there and check it out. You see scenes like what I have on the screen here. You know, just these beautiful colors this time of year. And, and it was just amazing to look across those those valleys and, and see the colors. And if you get a chance, just go drive the roads. I mean, they're open to to, to check out. You know? Absolutely. County roads run right through it. Yeah. County road runs right up through the middle of it. And this is one of the side roads. And it's just amazing color this year with the, with all the oaks and hickory, hickories and uh, what not, you know, different tree species we have, but it's just a, a great colorful year for the fall. It's an amazing sight. Well, we talked a little bit about who all was involved uh, in this this project, and we got a photo here if you're watching that you can check out the the folks that were that were involved. Uh, a couple of guys there that we haven't mentioned, Daniel and uh, and Aubrey. Those guys work with you, right, Chris? Yes, they're in, they're the in Region Three. Daniel has been boots on the ground surveying these caves and this land and and documenting a lot of endangered species and imperial species, uh, including all the bat records we have in the last you know five or six years. And then Aubrey's our new WMA coordinator for the North half of Region Three. And then uh, we've uh, Mimi Barnes there in, yep, in Region Three as well. And then of course we've got uh, Jenna Schreiber, who's with the Conservation Fund, who will be the lands manager on their part of the uh, conservation easement. And then to the right is Corey Holiday with the Nature Conservancy. He is our cave and karst expert for the Nature Conservancy, uh, who I've done a lot of work with, and Daniel continues to do a lot of work with. Um, Corey's like one of the people most familiar with that part of the property. He started working on the original section to the north and just absolutely loves it. Can he can fit in a hole? He's the gauge. If we're caving, <laughs> if we're caving, Corey goes first because he's got the broadest shoulders. If he can get through, then the rest of us will follow him on in there. But uh, it's an amazing individual. There's no place he won't go. And then, of course, uh, to the left is you. 
Yeah, yeah, we done an hour. Done, yeah. We're great. It was great to be able to, to it was join. An awesome you Tim, Tim awesome was there, trip. but I, he missed the photo. I must have been hiding behind the truck or something. <laughs> I, I, I guess know. so. Sorry, Tim. Was. That's quite all right. He was caught, a <laughs> caught Chris with his eyes shut there too. Yeah, so. Chris, oh, is it really? Chris, oh no, it, it was a it was a cool day. So we we found the truck when we could. You yeah, know, really. Bundle up, but I don't know. This was this was a fun. Piece, piece of property to visit and uh, a great acquisition you know uh, to add to is a true highlight mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, it's a true highlight of my career to be involved in something that works so well with so many partners and so much funding coming together to buy a piece of property for future generations to enjoy no matter what your outdoor recreation right. habitat what your outdoor recreation uh hobby may be right like you said i mean 20 minutes for or 20 miles from Cookville, Cookville yes, sir. and and very accessible from Knoxville. Absolutely. Um, Just come down I-40, get off of Monterey and go north. Yeah. And you'll run right into it. Yeah. Very good. Well, I, I, I want to talk to Tim a little bit more about um, about the side of the real estate side of things. I mean, what goes through the process of, of acquiring land and, and what, what are we looking for? What's some of the things that, that go through a uh, it's interesting uh, that in, in some yeah. of the staff meetings I've seen where they're, you know, the the properties are scored, you know, based on what what they have and how important it is exactly. for for habitat and and access and and all those sorts of things. Yeah, I think the current methodology is really about about uh, conservation and biodiversity, and it's about. Um, um, uh, you know, accessibility to the public for hunting and fishing and mm-hmm. wildlife watching. So, um, you know, we've done a lot of planning over the years, and we have we have land acquisition plans. We're working on an update right now called the Tennessee Wildlife Legacy Plan. Um, that sort of starts it. If it's in one of our area of interest, we're interested. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't beat the bushes or anything to to look for willing sellers. They come to us. And if it fits within our plans, then maybe we talk about it with the region and sort of vet it that way. And eventually it goes to the director's office and they yeah. decide whether we're going to go for it. And you touched on something there, too. Willing landowners that's that, right. that are looking, oh, oh yeah, looking to us. They call us. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the way it works. It, that's what I was going to say. It seems like, you know... Um, Sometimes I mean it's a, a passing family member, but they want in honor of them they want to donate or, or sell to the agency and preserve that property or just different different That's situations. Right. Some of it's donated, some of it's sold. Um, primarily, we look to build on what we already own. So yeah. if we've got a WMA somewhere, we we we're more interested in it than if it was just out on its own. Um, we look for enhancing access if it's if we've got a good. Uh, road access, we'll we'll look for that and and maybe buy a small parcel for that too. So right. it's not all big stuff. A lot yeah. of it's little. And sometimes, yeah, like you said, connecting the dots or connecting pieces of property and at, that's right. Know, yeah, uh, providing that that uh, that access or whatever. That's right. Yeah. And I've been doing this. I mean, it, I've been chief of the division since 2013, and this is the biggest property. Skinner Mountain's the biggest piece of property that we've closed on. Uh, during that time. Now we've got another one on deck that's coming um, that we've leased called Tackett Creek. It, it's been the Tackett Creek unit of the North Cumberland WMA. Uh-huh. That one's about 43,000 acres. So we got another big one coming. Wow. Yeah, that, it's a conservation easement again, but a working forest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
uh, we'll have to do a tour of, of some of those others and do some more <laughs> right. of these. Do some more <laughs> of these episodes. Talk a lot about. of road trips there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and that. as much time as Tim has to spend behind a computer monitor and looking at maps and things like that, he was really excited to get out and, and uh, visit the property that is, the that's other day. Absolutely as true. As we were. You oh know, yeah. So, yeah. So that's all part of it. Well, speaking of getting out, uh, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know that I like to hunt and fish, and, and Don does some of that, too, and, and hiking and things. What do you guys like to do when you're not working behind the computer or, or out in the field? Do you do you hunt fish and, and, and do that sort of thing? I do more hiking yeah. than anything these days. I do I do fish when I get the opportunity, and I'll, I'll hunt if somebody will go with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know growing up uh, and and, and uh, being outdoors, that's probably what leads to a lot of the, uh, everyone who works here. They've, they've experienced the outdoors, loved it. That's why they're coming to the agency. And so they've had some kind of past of, uh, that's, that's of for sure. being outdoors and hunting and fishing, that sort of thing. Same for me. I mean, as a kid, I was taught how to tie on a hook, a sinker, and a bobber, and I've been fishing ever since. But I loved it to deer hunt and, and uh, stream fish and fishing ponds is one of my favorite. And yeah. love to get out and camp in places like this and looking forward to taking my daughter hunting this winter. Oh, mm-hmm. neat! That's, yeah. that's neat. Yeah, it's it, what I think is great. I mean, in your position, it, biodiversity. You know, it's it's you're also protecting these animals that you don't hunt, but you also love to hunt and love exactly. to fish. It's it's a balance, a good it is, balance. It is a yeah. good balance, absolutely. Yeah. So that's awesome. And uh, so your daughter is excited about hunting yeah, she's on Skinner getting, Mountain. Well, we might try it there. Yeah, yeah. we might go closer to Cookville, but we. I mean. The opportunity here is enormous. I mean, it's not well known yet in the hunting public. Sure, there's been some hunting leases there in the past, but right now you could head out one of those trails or logging roads, and, I mean, you could have it to yourself. I mean, it's a great opportunity. Up-and-coming future uh, hunters could go here. Anybody could enjoy it. It's just a a big, wide-open space for enjoyment of, of the public. Yeah, I was noticing there's plenty of areas to pull off and Absolutely. just slip right off the road, and you can walk off the, out, out these points and and I think have pretty good success. Yeah. I would say we saw a turkey uh, the other day. Yeah, you know, we saw ran a turkey across the road. Here and, yeah, there's yeah, there's plenty of opportunity. I mean, you can get on our website and get on the maps page and get a map pulled up a skitter and you know where to go where the main roads are at and where to park and access the area. I'm glad you said that. Uh, Tnwildlife.org. Click on where to hunt, and then go to Region 3, pull up Skinner Mountain. Because, right. yeah, there's maps there. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. You just just go check out that page. Uh, our GIS ladies downstairs, they do a great job putting these maps together. Uh, if you're on Onyx, I mean, you could pull it up there, too. Uh, Google Maps to get there. It's good information on our website, tnwildlife.org, for sure, to, to find where you want to go. So, guys, I appreciate it. Been Thank fun. you. Right. You're yeah, having us. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Tim was lined up today, and then Chris happened to be in the office. So I was like, well, y'all both come on. Y'all Heck yeah. Find out just right. It's been a, it's been a fun show. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Don, thank you for. You bet. Uh, I know I'll be seeing Chris at the uh, Sandhill Crane Festival oh, yeah, coming, that's up coming up in January, again this winter. So. Look forward to it. It's one of the highlights of the year. Yeah. Yep. Especially if you love birds and bald eagles and waterfowl. Oh, it's a great man. place to be. Yep. Yeah. Well, remember our website, like we said, tnwildlife.org, for all things uh, outdoors here in Tennessee. Uh, check out our um, our shop at shop.gooutdoorstennessee.com. Also, pick up your license at gooutdoorstennessee.com. And um, anything else, Don, go, go listen to our radio stations. Yeah, our radio yeah, that's right. Thanks again to our radio station, the Stonecom family. 
Power 94.1 News Talk. Yeah. Awesome. In Cookville. Yeah. And uh, follow us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Find us there as well. So thank you guys. Uh, this thank is Tennessee, you for having us. Tennessee Wildcast, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.